four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Andrew Palacios. Welcome back to the Drew Kelly podcast. Um, today, we welcome Mr. Benjamin Marsh of Focus. Hello. And uh, he'll be with us today to discuss some interesting stuff. So, what is it that that we we were talking about previously? It was it yeah. was it was like I couldn't forget. You know, oh well, yeah. I mean, first I want to ask you, like, do you do you know what focus stands for? I don't want to put you on the put you on the spot or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, but. no. Uh, okay, let's see. Let me guess. F O C U S. Um, it's probably so. Gonna, it's an acronym. Is it? Yeah. The F stands for fun. No, it's it's not fun. F is for friends who <laughs> no. do stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So F is F is what? F, okay, F is so it's focus stands for the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Wow. Right. That's awesome. Um, so it's 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 a very popular word. Just it every time somebody says the word focus in a conversation, they'll look at me and say like kind of make like a a pun look at my face <coughs> and it kind of gets you good there. You're gonna die. <laughs> <coughs> what? <coughs> see, this is why we have video, so you can see <coughs> so you can get the full experience. <coughs> okay. Now, if if you're listening to this on audio. <coughs> Andrew just nearly choked himself to death. <coughs> yeah. With, with some fair trade coffee. Fair trade. I mean, you know, like it's better to <laughs> choke over fair trade than not fair trade, yeah. you know, oppression. Anyways. <laughs> oppressive, oppressive coffee. Oppressive. Have done enough damage. <laughs> that is absolutely true. I'm just serious. Okay. Uh. Yeah. No, but so focus. Focus. Is, excuse me. Uh, yeah. It's an organization of about 700 missionaries across the United States and across the world. We have about, I think... Um, yeah, we're, we're in different countries. Um, I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head right now, but we're in places like Ireland, England, Germany. Wow. Um, I want to say Austria, but I can't, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, huh. but yeah, so we're, we have, you know, over 700 missionaries at 163 college campuses. Um, and basically 20 years ago, Focus was founded because our, our founder, Curtis Martin, recognized that there was a, a great need for... Um, an apostolate, an, a Catholic apostolate reaching out to um, Catholic college students and, or college students in general because yeah. 80, like the stats are now like, well, I mean, one for every one Catholic we have joining the church, six are leaving, right? We're, like the Catholic church, especially in like New England, it's hemorrhaging members. And so, yeah, <laughs> so there's that, there's that aspect. And of those, you know, those six that are leaving, 80% of those six are doing so by the time they're 23, right? And that's, um, that's, that's, that's a lot, right? And, and, that, and a lot of those people that are doing so by the time they're 23 in their young days are in college. They're losing their faith in college because they're going away from their family communities that they had their faith before, right? Their faith is being regularly challenged by a secular worldview that says that faith and any sort of rationality or science is incombat- incompatible, right? Um, and so focus is a place where we're providing, uh, an antidote to that. We're providing a community and we're providing, um, uh, an outreach, a call to college students saying like life is the greatest gift that you can receive. Life is a, has the infinite capacity for joy. And this is not simply something that we must pass through, but your soul and the souls around you hang in the balance where at one point, Right. (laughs) <laughs> when we're all dead and gone from now, yeah. you will look at these souls around you and be tempted, if, you know, if, if they followed God, right, be tempted because they're so glorious to worship them. And if 
they're fallen souls, right? That we've been lost and gone to hell. We, we may shrink back in horror, right? And that every decision we make has these eternal consequences. Um, but we, we most of all like want to spread the, the, the joy of Christ, right? The mission of focus, right, is to know Jesus Christ and to fulfill his great commission. Um, yeah, but that's a little bit, a bit about focus, right? We want to fulfill the great commission, which is in Matthew 28, um, basically where Jesus says before ascending into heaven, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all I have commanded you. And that's, that's, that's on us, right? Every single Christian is not meant to like hide away and be like, oh yeah, this is just my personal thing. We're called to go out and reach to those people that are suffering on this campus yeah. and on campuses throughout the world. And so to, to challenge others, right? And so, and so like I know, you know, we hear about, you know, the current state of the political <laughs> climate right now, yeah. the, like the presidency and so forth and so on, right? And, 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 and so, vision. yes, correct. Uh, you know, I've taken this uh, biology course here um and the professor uh said you know like, like, like we're talking about polarization and mm-hmm. uh like, like apparently like, like the nation is divided on key issues but um my question is okay well how does or how have you in the the, the focus group right in general yeah. dealt with this this relativism right this oh well god is only what the person wants to believe and God is not real or sort of only believing what the people want, right? And so I, I think I'm butchering this, but, but like I guess what I'm trying to say is or ask you is how do, you, how do, you, how do we as, as Catholics, right, best deal with those who say, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do all that Catholic stuff because what if I choose not to believe in it? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you how do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I think right. A lot of these like moral situations cannot. It's very difficult to view them as a as a list of thou shalt nots. Right. Um, that it's very it's and I think that's what a lot of people in New England rebel against. Right. It's like they view it as a very constrictive so- like society that like wants to just hold you back because they don't see the the greater reason behind these rules. Mm-hmm. Right. The greater reason why we don't want to have sex outside of marriage, why we don't um, advocate for recreational drug use, why we don't, why we say like, hey, don't get drunk, right? Like we're, we're pro-alcohol, we, Catholics love to party, but like, the, the, but we don't want to like overdo that, right? Overdo and, and completely get wasted. Um, yeah. the, but the reasoning behind it, right, I think has to start with the existence of God and a God yeah. that completely uh, loves you, right? Mm-hmm. And there are, there are arguments, right, for objective reality and objective truth, and you can reach that on your own, but unless I think, unless a student um, comprehends or sees that the reason why these rules are in place are because there's a God out there that loves them mm-hmm. so much that even if God stopped thinking about them for a moment, they would disappear right that loves them like loves them into existence and continually holds them existence and calls them back to him um if if you don't have that in mind first the rules are going to sound very um restrictive right like it's in the same way like that that's that's how like we have in the story of adam and eve right that's how the serpent gets at at it gets at eve and gets at adam right is he he says like god doesn't love you 
God, he, God told you this because he wants to hide this from you. And so it's like that's and so it's like if you if you view the rules simply if you view these laws and these rules as simply as rules that are they're trying to hold us back, then they're not gonna they're not gonna make sense. But then speaking to your whole point about relativism, right? Um, yeah, we we have arguments, right? Like I can argue for the existence of God, basically saying like, yeah, how is all of this here, right? Mm-hmm. If nothing, if like it, it can't like things can't cause their own existence, right? Like you didn't cause your exi- own existence. This table didn't cause its own existence. Um, these coffee cups didn't ca- cause its own existence, right? We have to follow the train back, right? And there there has to be like a starting point, right? That's that's one that's one argument. There's also an argument I think that like. We look at the world right now, and yes, you can look at the world through a lens of chaos theory and say, like, yeah, it's just, you know, among infinite possibilities, we're just the one lucky group that everything works out right. But I think that, you know, there's um, there's a, a man named Whitaker Chambers from the 20th century who was a Soviet spy in D.C., mm-hmm. and he talked about his experience of looking at his daughter's and he, so he was an atheist at the time. He, he looked at his daughter's ear when she was like four years old. And he immediately thought it wasn't even like it was deep inside his consciousness. But he just like immediately reacted like that was designed. That couldn't happen on its own. You know that's what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like even even coming from a stance of evolution, right? There's something that's like guiding the, those, those spheres those of time. intricate changes. Yeah, those yeah. intricate changes yeah. where it's just there, it's not happening on its own. Something is agitating it <laughs> forward. Yep. Um, and so when it comes to like objective reality, I think it you know it really comes down to like the existence of God. You can, you can argue for objective reality on its own, but the first place where it comes down to is like God exists and God loves you. If 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 you can if you can admit that, everything else will follow, right? Yeah. Um yeah, the, like the very idea like if you can if you can like get to the point of like that truth exists and that incarnation happened, we can we can move forward from there. Um, but everything else we can we can kind of feel out, um, but we we need to reach that point first. Yeah, and so I was talking to Alex R- Rustin, right, mm-hmm. right, right, and he was saying, well, he he had this one comment that I really thought think is important. It's okay. He said we don't fully understand what happens in the mass. We will never fully understand what mm-hmm. happens during the mass, and that's very interesting, right? Because. I like to think about it as, okay, well, there are all these intricate thoughts that pop up into the human brain, mm-hmm. human consciousness, right? And there could be some magnificent realization that happens in this per- inside of this person, but not in this person for a reason, because God designed, right? And then so perhaps maybe long down the line, right? Like we hear these stories, these amazing stories of how, oh, well, hey, guys, you know, if this wouldn't have happened this way, then this would have, right? right? Yeah, we, yeah. Like, and I'm sure both of us have had, yeah. had those. And you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's very fascinating. But yeah, but, but to, 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 to address your point of objective reality, right? And sometimes people have, issues with 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 accepting any statement that does not have a basis purely in objective reality right and Mm -hmm. right so i believe right i mean 
how would you how how would yeah, you address those people? Yeah, and I think like when you talk about objective reality, right? We have to like define our terms, mm. right? Like so, what, like what do we mean by objective reality? I think what a lot of people what want to believe when we talk about objective reality is like observable scientific yep. reality, observable right? scientific. And the issue with that is that like it, it yes we can inductively right like we do the same experiment over and over again we can inductively reason that yeah gravity is a thing right we've experienced we've experienced it over and over again um i'm not going to drop anything on the table right now but like you you know we know that like if we if we drop if if i poured out my coffee mug the coffee would spill out um and i think that's what we mean by objective reality the fact of the matter is though that like there i think there's certain limits of scientific reality of course all right and and so we like we can't like we like we the science will never be able to say truly what love is you Mm. know there are these like philosophical questions that will always exist um but getting getting back to like the the objective reality part like arguing for it i think even even with objective reality whether you admit it or not you are making a tacit assumption that reality is not going to lie to you right there's <laughs> does, does that make sense say that again that, yes. so like you, again. you are you are a, like there is a preconceived notion in your mind that like the world as you see it right will be able to tell you all the truths that you need to know okay yes right? that is not good i would say and so but like what i'm saying is like even if you say you're not making any preconceived assumptions you're still making an assumption about reality if you're choosing to reject okay, anything outside of of objective scientific reality yeah okay okay um, and so you like you can take like the, the point of view from like are you familiar with the philosopher Descartes like he's mm. like the the french philosopher who's french like, philosopher and a mathematician yeah yeah who basically says like okay i have to doubt everything to the point where he says like okay the only thing that i can know for certain is i think and from the fact that I know that I am thinking, therefore I exist, right? I think, therefore I am. Mm-hmm. But even that, like, right, there are philosophers that doubt that beyond. Like, what if, you know, like, there, there are certain things where, like, the philosopher is like, yeah, so, like, you can, you can theoretically, if you want to radically doubt everything, you'll end up with uh, a sort of solipsism, right? Solipsism. Solipsism is basically the uh, idea that I am the only person that I know exactly exists. This whole thing right around me will be, like, it might be a simulation, Wow. <laughs> or matrix. like you know like this is like something yeah the matrix that's crazy that's like something out of philosophy but like yeah that's like that's like something that people want to um like that some people believe in because uh they say we can't know for certain right um yeah. and so in a sense there's there's always gonna be the question is like what do you put your faith in right are you putting your faith completely in your senses right are you putting your faith in your reason are you like there's there's like there's always going to be that little bit that little (laughs) jump of faith like we can always radically doubt something and that that little bug of what if will sneak in um but i think that we can look reasonably at the world around us and say there is a world that exists and things that exist that did not cause their existence. Mm. Okay. There is a, like, the, like, everything we look back to, and we look to, like, even, like, the Big Bang, right? There's this, like, the primordial, <laughs> the primordial soup, that tiny thing that, like, before it exploded. What, what caused that to explode? What caused this, like, 
matter to exist. And even beyond that, like, in a sense, there has to be something that keeps it going, right? Like, a tree does not hold itself in existence on its own. It needs water, and it needs, uh, you know, it needs air and things like that. And so we can logically reason that back to the point where there has to be something whose existence, like if we follow it back, like so there are like things like, like this table required a human to exist, right? And you as a human required another, your mom and dad to come together and <laughs> make you to exist, right? Yep. And like that, that you can follow that train back. But we have to follow that, that train back up the, up the line to the point where there has to be something causing things to exist that doesn't need it that like, doesn't need initiation and initiation mm-hmm. whose very purpose of being is existing and that is what we call god mm-hmm. um and i think that's a very rational way of looking at it mm-hmm. um in quote unquote objective reality um and so right uh acting as the person who will always doubt uh the existence of god right i mean i Right. I, I, if, 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 if I was a person who wanted to um, assert atheism and agnosticism on the world, I would say, I, I, I would challenge you and say, well, Ben, nothing can be created. Something cannot, cannot be created out of nothing. And thus this ultimate creator, as you say, uh, this higher being creator, um, based on your argument, is or was created out of nothing so that is therefore impossible and i have thus disproved the existence well i think it's like the way we view like being right this Mm -hmm. this this thing which caused right because like if that if that if 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 he must have been created then he wouldn't be god and whoever created him must be god right does that make sense it's like whoever whoever created that that being that you were that you were calling god must be god so there there must be an uncreated creator something that exists out of any like material reality that like goes beyond and again it's like when you talked about right like with alex's line about how we not we can't fully understand it it's (laughs) um how do do i describe it it's a mystery that we cannot fully understand being in its most simple sense Mm -hmm. but so it means we can't know everything about it but it doesn't mean we can't know nothing about it, if that makes sense. Okay. We can know some things about it, and we can continue. Like, that's the whole point of these great mysteries, right, is that we can continue to grow in our knowledge of them, but we will never fully... It's like a bottomless ocean, in a way. And so that ties into the fundamental nature of what it means to to follow Catholicism, right? Because, mm-hmm. look, okay, we talk about aspiring to perfection always we we will never be perfect um but we we should we ought to always strive to perfection and 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 right so taking taking that aspect of catholicism right um right infinite love right right that's Mm -hmm. we're always called to infinitely love but we will never yeah yeah that perfect right <laughs> we're supposed to like love endlessly right like we're, we're we're called to and like when we talk about love like we have like so many definitions in the modern world like what is it even to love yeah. right but like i think at its most 
Like, I mean, like, how would you define love? Like, yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. Love, love is love a feeling? Well, love is not. Mm, that is really tough because okay, so I have two, not two dichotomies, two two sides that I think have been have will always be thrown around. Right, the subjective mm-hmm. and the objective. Right. Um, for our viewers out there who are who don't really know or, or who don't have a clear like, clear grasp of what I'm speaking about, the subjective is the very opinionated, right? The objective, the the like, right, the, the personal, mm-hmm. right? But the objective is very fact based. It's very truth. It's very, it's like those facts that you can go and say, no, Ben, you're wrong, or no, Danny, you're wrong, yeah. right? Right? Subjective. I, I, I can say that I can dunk a basketball hoop. But like anybody who knows me is like, no. I look more like a basketball than a basketball dunker. So, like, <laughs> so, so yeah. like, so like, it's like that's an objective reality. It's like that I cannot dunk. Right, right, right. It it is it is objective reality that I can take this, release it, and it will yeah. make contact. That is objective, right? Subjective reality i like tacos is like is like is like i feel like if you do that it's going to be offensive to me right it's right right so okay okay it's so strange okay okay so subjective realm domain objective domain realm okay love i will have to assert is equally of both of both realms Mm. so 50 percent is is in the subjective realm and exactly the other 50 percent is in the objective realm because objective no i'm sorry excuse me because love needs to be in both realms yeah right it needs to be both realms because and 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 so i can give an example small example i will to do my best to make this this example uh, succinct. So, let's take for example one act of love. Okay, let's say. Let's say, I love Ben. Okay, I I oh <laughs> I I I assert that to myself and to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Me asserting it to no 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 hold on wait let's let's backtrack here like because I want to be careful with this. Okay, I love Ben, right? That is a, that is that that is a feeling I have, right? So that is the fifty percent su- subjective, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the subjective realm deals with both how I feel, right? How I truly feel. Right? Yeah. And how I make you feel also. Because I think true love, right, is both me actually loving you within my heart and also making it known that you, that, that I love you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That is the subjective. Subjective. Okay. Realm. The objective would be. Okay, me acting out, acting that out in the world. Because I, I think a case, a case could be made for, 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 for this, right? If love does not manifest itself in the world, 
then it's not truly love, right? Mm-hmm. Because because we can sort of say, oh, I love you, but then how is that objectively proven? Yeah. Like how, how, how can that be seen? How can that be yeah. realized? In right? the daily mass readings that we've been having in the Catholic Church, um, we've been reading through the book of James, right? And he says that faith without works is dead. And I'd say that love without works is dead the same way. It's the <laughs> same. It's the same. It's yeah. the same concept. Yeah. Um, the reason why I ask you that, right, is I think in the English language, we have a very difficult tie with the word love. Mm. Um, I, I, I say, like, I love playing FIFA. <laughs> but I also yep. say I love my mother. And yep. there are some people who say, like, I love my wife. And I yep. think each of those is like a different type of love. Yeah. Right. And so uh, there's a... a Christian writer from the mid twentieth century named C.S. Lewis, okay, um, C.S. Lewis, who write who wrote a book called The Four Loves, and he I think he defines each of them. So the four loves I'm I'm maybe embarrassing myself here. We'll see what I can do. The first type is eros, right? That's like where we get the word erotic, right? It's romantic love. Um, the second is philia, right? Like family okay. love, um, where or like brotherly love. Yeah. Um, the next is, it's like Storgi, Storgi, S-T-O-R-G-I, I believe. Hmm. Um, Storgi. Storgi, which is like friendship love, right? Like that, that friends have for each other. Yeah. And the last one is agape, which oh. is where we get the term agape latte from. Uh, yeah, but agape latte. It's, it's that total self-gift. And I think it's what we, when we say authentic, authentically, like it ranges like with eros, right? It's very much the feeling, you know. But when we get to agape... I think it's very much a choice mm. where it's, you are, it's, it's the, in, in the, in, in the Greek world, it's like the love of God, right? It's that total self gift where I desire your good so much that I will give myself completely to you. Right. And that's, and that's when we talk about love, I think that's the objective reality where it's like, you think of agape and you, you look at the cross Right, you look, um, you think of a, you think of agape, and it's what we're called to do. Like when we call, we talk about what we're called to love, like what we were talking about at the beginning of this, we're called to love. We're called to that agape. We're called to called to take up our cross and follow him yeah. to give ourselves completely, not just to him, but to each and every person around us, because of him. Right, Jesus says, "Whatever you did to the least of my brethren, you did to me." And so we have to lay down our lives. Like Jesus also says, like in, in the Gospel of John, right? No greater love has man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. Yeah. Um, that's that's the ultimate gift, and that 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 lay, laying down your life, like we were talking about before with Saint Maximin and Colby, may be this big, you know, awesome way. Like you know, he like Saint Maximin Colby survived like in a starvation bunker for two weeks. He was the last guy, and he was like praying every moment, and he was he was on fire for the Lord. And like the the guards that opened up the door to like to finally they they couldn't like kill him through starving him, so they like inject him with carbolic acid. Like they opened up the door, and they said he he was glowing. His just his face was like on fire with love. Wow. Right, and that's like and but like that's that's what we're called to, and it may be like super romantic like that. But it also may take the the tiny steps, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it may be the, the love of a tiny thousand deaths. It may come in the in the fact where like a husband wakes up at three a.m. to feed the baby so that his wife can get some extra sleep. That's love. You yeah. know that, that, that it, is it's like it's, like it's like it's like all those tiny little deaths. It may be in the fact of you know like a friend driving to pick up another friend from the airport because he yeah has no other person to rely on. It may be you know it's in the it's in those tiny things 
where we can offer to help people. It's it's in helping the homeless people, like offering them the dignity that they don't often deserve, right? Like if you see a homeless person, the average homeless person doesn't hear their name for three weeks. Ask them their name. <laughs> like and that could be a way that you're you're loving them and affirming their dignity. Yeah. But that's what we're called to yep. in each moment. Oh um, no, for sure. As, as Christians, and you're talking about like it's like the whole Catholic life. But that's what when I when I talk about love in the Catholic sense, I think I typically mean it as that choice, yeah. right? That that choice to follow Christ in each moment. And so choosing to love, right? And we we always think about. I don't know about always, but I think mm, I I think I'm only speaking of my own personal subjective of. Op- opinion experience here when i say we i have always considered when someone tells me oh i love coffee right i love camp snoopy right i love i love x y and z right Mm -hmm. person place thing whatever it is it is it is it is a feeling that is out of that person's control right it, yeah. it so it's so it's not therefore a choice right it, yeah th- this 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 type of understanding of love at least in the english language english speaking world right is very feely feeling oriented very non Oh my gosh, what is the word? It's it's when we do not choose. It's it's very non emotional. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, no, no. Passionate? It, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean yes, yeah, I mean I mean yes, passionate correct, right? Like, I love tacos. Rum. Very, yeah. very, very, oh, very, very, very passionate, right? Very, very passionate. No taco bell. Um it is very non declarative, right? Right? This type yeah. of love. The contrasted with the love that that you know that you mm-hmm. that you you spoke about it, it was it was very choice it was very cho- so so yeah. so like i want to take these two sides and find out let's let's investigate how we can somehow morph morph them or not really morph them but make them compatible so that people can yeah. realize okay well the feeling the non declarative feeling of love can be compatible and ought to be compatible, should be compatible with the declarative yeah. type of love, yeah. right? I think, like, I mean, it's, it's more of just, like, a lack of the English language, right? Because, like, I had the, I, I, I whipped out those words, like, of, like, eros, philia, storgi, and agape, right? Those are Greek. Greek. Um, Greek and it's just, like, it's something that we struggle with in the English language, and that's just part of how we how we um, grow. Like, in Latin, like, there's a distinction between, there's a distinction between amor and caritas right there's like there's like that um but so like how we move forward with that in the english language i think in our popular culture i think those those feelings of love um every 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 feeling we're given right whether it's anger or sadness or anxiety um and love right is given for a reason Right, it's not. It's, it was. It wasn't like this, like extra thing that God did accidentally gave us. Right, but we're we're given these emotions for a reason, and I think specifically in the realm of love. Right, we are given these feelings of love to uh, call ourselves like is in a sense that it calls us higher. 
mm. each time. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so, yes, we can say, I like tacos. I love tacos. But like that, but the, but the, the, I mean, that may be a, a misuse of the word love. But when I, like when I, when I fall in love with someone and I say, I love you and I'm, and I'm feeling that love, it's a feeling that's calling me higher to give myself fully when that feeling is gone. Right. So like, look at, look at a marriage, right? Like, like there, there are couples that the feeling may be completely gone. Like that dad that I mentioned before, like wakes up at 3 a.m. He, you know, I'm, you know, he may be full of romantic love to love his wife in that way in that moment and be like, Oh yes, this is fantastic. Or it might be their, you know, their fourth child and he's tired also, you know? And, but like that, that romantic love, that often, you know, that it's like, I, I would like to think that it's at the beginning of so many uh, weddings nowadays, right? Um, yeah. That romantic love is designed to call us higher and lead us into the higher loves. Okay. If that makes sense. So it, oh, it participates well, in it. For sure. But for, to a higher angle, to a higher degree. And so this non-declarative love, right? The subjective love. The, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, either, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not correcting you. No, 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 no. Just <laughs> for, for the sake of using different terms right mm-hmm. right the non-declarative subjective love right mm-hmm. as you say it's like the the initiatory love the love that gets us in, interested right yeah that woman that man is beautiful or yeah. handsome right i'm going to you know i feel it right it's, it's not yeah. a choice for me i i feel it right i'm going to go and have a conversation ask f- if he or mm. she wants to go for some coffee or something right that will initiate along the path, like initiate us on the path towards the the um, the declarative love, the objective love, yeah. the the sort of love that that Christ call, calls us calls us to, where we choose, right? Mm-hmm. And arguably, and I'm sure we no, excuse me, arguably that latter form of love is the greater love is the most worthwhile love because right i mean i, I i'm sure b- both of us can attest to the to our experiences that when we choose to love despite our frustrations mm-hmm. right we yeah. feel better yeah yeah about ourselves it's true yeah um and i think um i think that the the that way of love right that continuation not only happens in marriage but it also happens in our relationship with god right um that i think it's very hard to choose to love god if you haven't in a sense <laughs> started to like we we call it falling in love right and it's like and so it's sometimes it's very difficult for people who haven't had that emotional experience and acceptance of god in my own experience yeah it was I I agreed intellectually that God existed, but I had no I had no concept of falling in love with him. And so it was very tough for me to want to live virtuously because I didn't know God's love, right? I didn't I mean I knew it like intellectually, but I didn't know the why. I didn't actually experience it. Mm. Um mm. and so I think that I'm trying to tie it all together now, but I think that we can engage with the people in our society that 
<laughs> that love, you know, we, we people in hookup culture, people who are doing drugs and, you know, people who are doing, you know, wh- whatever. They're, they're acting because they desire, um, whether it's, you know, through addictions or things like that, they're acting because they desire this love. And they've, they've found maybe a, a little, like, shadow of it or a mis a malformed version of it. I'm like, oh, this is okay now. But we want to show them the fullness of it that is found in Jesus Christ and his church, right? It just stopped recording. Oh. Should we... We're uh, still good. Hang on. I'm just yep, going to record good. it again. Still good. Still good. We can... Uh, we can We're going to edit this out. Yep. And ready? Hang on. Hit and record again. And we're going to clap. Ready? Take two. That's going to be so tough to support. Be, okay, okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, back to what you were saying. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sorry. No, please, please, go ahead. Please, please. I, I'm blanking now. <laughs> I can help you. I can yeah. help you. So, yeah. So, this malformed version of this love, right? And so, okay. So, I'm trying to go a step further into what you just said. Because, right, I, I think it's very, very true, very fascinating. And very, I, I, I'm excited to talk about this like, because, I, mm-hmm. because of its uh, truth, in my experience. So, okay, let's take, so let, let, let's take use of drugs. Mm-hmm. Let's take uh, participation in hookup culture, right? Which is, I would generally define it as the willingness to engage in sexual relations with anybody who you feel because it's fun. Well, right? I mean, we'll just and like, we can even just leave, leave it at like extramarital sex. I think that's oh. like, we'll just say like Great. sex outside of marriage. Okay. Okay. So um, extra, extramarital sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so use of drugs, extramarital sex and, and um, let's do, let's do this. Let's do like um, any other form of d- distraction that we that we engage in, right? So, so you, right? Like you spoke, mm-hmm. like we we speak of, you know, using food, using v- video games, using this, that, and the other to distract us from reality, yeah. realities, right? Okay, so let's take this, right, and say that these are these are good, no. They are distractions, right? And so by being distractions, like in this context, they are malformed versions of, mm-hmm. of true love and true grace that God can give us. Because yeah. we sort of blur this line between, um, between this sort of, I guess, fake love, yeah. right? And then the true love, right? And I think like... Yeah, and each of those things, right, they all have, like, a, a seed of goodness, yeah. right? There's always, there's, like, there's a seed of goodness. In in doing drugs, I think that might be the, the difficult one to start off with. But even with that, like, God gives us, like, these brain chemicals and things like that to help us survive and help us function, right? Yeah. That when we're feeling anxious or when we're feeling attacked, like, we'll, like, pump adrenaline into our system, right? It's help. It's part of how we survive, and it's, like, that's a good thing. But if we start to manipulate that to make ourselves feel good against everything else, I think that's when the danger comes into play, right? Correct. And to the point where, let's say, with alcohol or to the – with uh, you can happen with alcohol and I believe it can help happen with even marijuana to a degree where you can have one's reason impaired where your ability to judge between good and evil that you typically have is 
damaged and impaired by that. So somebody that typically wouldn't go and attack a man twice his size after having six beers goes and attacks a man twice his size for no reason, right? That's like part of the dangers of alcohol, mm. right? And you can kind of, and so that's like, that's, I think that's in the first aspect. In the, in the aspect of extramarital sex, right? Sex is great. Like the Catholic Church has never been like anti-sex, but in order to like, there's, there's so much unity that happens in the marital act, right? That we, you know, we have to, we have to be a lot more careful about it, right? There is that there, there is, um, for Catholics, right? There are only three times that one person is inside another person, Mm. right? It's in the Eucharist, right? We have Jesus inside of ourselves, right? when a baby is growing inside a mother's womb and then in the marital act, right? And these three times are incredibly intimate moments, right? And there's a bond there that is created that <laughs> that cannot simply be tossed aside. There, there, are, there are chemical bonds, right? That, like, that, that, that happen in your brain that bond you to the other person. Um, and that's why pornography is so damaging, right? Yeah. Is because you're, you're, you start, you, instead of bonding with another person, you're bonding with the images, mm-hmm. right? You're bonding with your, your phone, your computer. Um, and so like, it's like we're, we're taking this, like, this good love that we are given and this desire for intimacy and union with another person. And we're using it simply for the immediate pleasure, right? But like, there's, there's a reason that, babies come about right is because and there's a reason why babies don't like like what how long does it take for a, a like a a puppy to grow up maybe six months to be like relatively adolescent moving yeah. it takes 18 years right for a human to be like functioning because yeah. there's there's like there's there has to be a commitment there has to be time growing uh, t- uh you know a time to really develop a human person because there's there's a lot going on there uh-huh. and so what why the catholic church really desires um, people to be married, right? It's because you, you need that, you need that commitment, you need mm-hmm. that complementarity mm-hmm. and you need that fruitfulness, right? Because, I mean, it, we see it in our everyday life. Like, it hurts not to have a mom and a dad. Like, and we, it's scientifically proven that kids function better when they have both a mom and a dad in their household. Um, and we're, we're suffering from a, of a generation um, who grew up without fathers, grew up without you know i i, I don't want to comment on your own life but no, like, no, it, it, like it really like i mean you talked about how your own life your dad was often absent no. um and it's like it there's this this hole in our hearts yeah. and when we think about god the father and our only image of a father is somebody who's absent <sighs> tough it's tough right because you, you 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 see it just instead of like looking to the sky and seeing somebody who wants to like take care of every need and who loves you you're seeing a big question mark mm. um so my, my point is, is that like there's a misappropriated good in the world of extramarital sex and pornography that like sex is good and the church <laughs> des- desires people to have sex because that's how the, the world will continue to procreate, the, continue, will, uh, the, the human race will continue on. Um, but it needs to happen in the right context. Otherwise we're going to hurt ourselves right and it's these rules exist not because like the church wants to control you but because god loves you and like (laughs) we see this in like in the realm like stds aren't really a problem if you have one partner Mm -hmm. right there's there's like there's like there's there's a lot of good and 
wisdom that we're <laughs> trying to circumvent uh, in trying to have multiple sexual partners and trying to have extramarital sex that really just aren't really a problem when you have, um, yeah, if you if you keep sex within marriage. And lastly, like the world of entertainment, right? We look at food. <laughs> um, I know I'm not the best example to talk about food. I, I have a lot of uh, repenting to do in my own life. But like in the world of food, in the world of entertainment, <laughs> America is the richest country in the world, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we are blessed beyond compare. Um, we're also the most depressed. We also have incredibly high alcoholism rates. We talk about, I mean, there was like the crack epidemic in the, the, the I'm, I'm bad, the 80s, I'm bad at 80s and 90s. I'm like, 80s, 90s, I'm bad with it, history. I should, I should know better, but like there's a crack epidemic. Now we have the opioid epidemic, ep- right? Op- yep. Um, we're constantly looking, I mean, and those are, those are drugs obviously, but like there's a lot of people I think who don't turn to opioids when life gets to be too much and they want to find uh, a release. They turn to where? They turn to entertainment. They turn to food. Like these, these, things that are, these things that are good for us. Like God gives us food. And I think like it's, it's a great part of our life that we can enjoy meals. Humans are the only people that like, are the only creatures yeah. that eat sitting up looking at each other. Right? Yeah, and they, you know, they, they talk to each other. Converse, meals yeah. are a great time. If you want to read a book, there's a great book by Leon Cass called The Hungry Soul. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. But. Yep, yep. So, um, so like I just read here, the maximum re- recording time for segments is is sixty minutes. Um, we'll like, we'll do an hour. We'll, we'll do an hour. Okay, I don't want to cover people too long. I'll, I'll I'll be quick on this then. But yeah, I think we're we often use things like entertainment, binging TV shows, music all the time, as and and food and things like that, because we don't want to really engage with anything and anything truly transcendent and where do you think that that comes from i think it's the uh so to be particular the unwillingness to face the problems that we have right yeah i think i think it really comes from like it's like it's uh i mean it's a way of coping right we, like we, we find like we find like the easiest way like we have frustrations like we talked about like lack of fatherhood in society like we have these like we have these natural like because humanity has fallen hurt people hurt people right like if like yeah. if you've been okay. hurt you yep. will hurt others hurt people. and it's, yep. it's just the nature of the fallen world right and so we come up with these ways of dealing with things that may not be the best for us but they they do the job right and so it's like if i am dealing with like it's like i'm realizing like if i'm not happy about my body image right if i'm not happy about my body image and i'm thinking about that over and over again when i when i'm left with silence in myself mm-hmm. i'll want to replace that with thinking about something else whether it's like having my mind on the office like the tv show or having my mind on an audiobook and and I, that this is in my own life i like i couldn't like um i mean there were a lot of things it was more than simply body image but like there were a lot of things that i just didn't want to think about didn't want to face in my own life mm-hmm. and because every time that i was dealt dealt with silence if I, if I dealt with silence, I'd have to start thinking about these things because they were very near the surface, like always kind of bubbling around. And so I didn't want to have silence around me. And so I couldn't even fall asleep mm. without having an audiobook playing in earbuds. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even, you know, or like, you know, or a podcast or whatever. But like I couldn't, I couldn't do any of that. I couldn't, you know, I'd always be either like watching a movie, reading a book, going to class. It was always something else external, right? And if we don't take the time to actually view the, what's inside we're going to be living basically on intellectual life support. 
um, you know, intellectual life, life support. support. It's, it's, I mean, it's just something. It's like it's an analogy that I'm using just because yeah. I want to say like we. It's like you're barely just getting by. Like you, obviously, you're living, you're talking with people, but everything that is happening, you're keeping exterior. You don't want to actually like. Yeah, you're not living your life fully. You're not dealing with your emotions. You're not exactly. dealing. With, you're not dealing with these things that we need to deal with your, your brain is not fully integrated with itself exactly and so how could and so how do you think that following christ can help us with this dude um yeah i think like right essentially right you, like i've talked with you this i've talked about this with you before but like everybody listening to this podcast and, and you andrew and me we were made for a relationship yeah. right we're made for that that's what we're made for. That relationship is broken, right? By sin, by hurt, by, you know, by the kid that bullied you in high school, by the people that you bullied in high school or whatever, right? Um, that, that, that relationship is broken by original sin. Like we're born into this world in a broken way. And that's, how, that's where Christ comes in. There's nothing we could do to re- regain that relationship with God on our own. But God loves us and loves you, dear listener, so much that he came down as a man so that you can regain that relationship with him. And that's what you're hardwired for. That's every, everything that you are made for is in that relationship. And so I guess like to close then, like I mean, oftentimes people will point out, there's a certain mythological aspect where they say, they point out, and this was kind of like something that was a doubt in my mind for a long time about um, Catholicism in a while. It's like, it seems too good to be true. Right, it fits so perfectly. Right, it's like the hero story and everything. You can listen to Jordan Peterson about this because he talks a lot about it. But he talks about the hero story and how it's like, yeah, this fits. You know, it happens to fit just with our psychology, right? And so therefore, it must originate from our our psychology. But I would argue that it fits with our psychology because our psychology was made for this story and was made by someone, yeah, or an an entity who wanted this for us. In the words of C.S. Lewis, again, it was, it's myth made fact. And so that's how, that's how, like, having a relationship with Christ can help that. It's because you're doing what you're made for. And only, only when you're doing, like, I have, I have a, I have a border collie, right, back home. A, and uh, a dog. Like a pupper. Yep. A, a pupper. A pupper, you know. A pupper, a doggo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> pupper, um, doggo. Like that, like dichotomy. Yeah. yeah. That dog, when it sits inside, it's miserable. Mm. Right? But... There are some chickens that live nearby, and if it has a chance to herd those chickens, right? A, the, a, a border collie is like a, a herding animal, okay. right? It's like it's what it's it's what it's designed for, right? Yeah. It's designed to herd other animals, and if you you see her name's Mia, you see Mia get a chance to herd these chickens back into their coop. She is on fire. Ecstatic. She's ecstatic. She's wagging her tail, everything like that, because she's doing what she's made for, right? In the same way, we are called to do what we're made for. So, I, yeah, it's like that's it's like if we're, we're we're made for that relationship with Christ. And so, if you're if you're struggling with belief, and struggling with that, I would say, honestly, and this may sound a little crazy, but take a moment and ask God if He exists. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but think about what the world would look like if God existed. And if you're on the fence, you have a world to gain and not that much to lose 
if you live this life. Um, I guess that that would be my like my little bit about like living life with Christ. Oh man, and try it. Yeah, right. It's like just like, just like take that like live with that experience for a little bit, and you yeah. don't have to accept it, but you can entertain the thought in your mind without accepting it. Yeah, and and try it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so like in the car, we spoke about uh, me and uh, Danny, you and I spoke about going and seeing, right? I think mm-hmm. in the letters of Saint Paul, right? Yeah, it was. Oh no! Uh, yeah, in the Gospel of John, the beginning of the Gospel yep, of John, yep, yep. Right. So Jesus was... says, "Like they say, Rabbi, where are you staying?" And Jesus says, "Come and see. Come like, and see. Come, come and see." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go for it. Take the leap, and right, like you have everything to gain and yeah. nothing to lose. Find your Catholic church. Find, find your Catholic a little, church. Find a little place where there's a little red candle glowing or white candle glowing, and just say a prayer like God. Yeah, of course. Possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, focus is based where again? Focus, uh, the headquarters are in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Wow. Or actually, it might not be Denver. I'm, sh- I'm going to lose my mind now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's in Colorado. <laughs> you're, I've never actually been. <laughs> you're like bosses will call you, hey, Ben, you know what? Yeah. No, we're not in Denver. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're, they're in, I, think, I think it's in Denver. Yeah. So, so, um, so like, is there a site that you have? Yeah. That, so if you yeah. want to learn more about Focus, um, go to... Uh, I'm gonna lose my. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna. I don't want to give the wrong website right now. Perhaps let Google. Me, let me. Focus. Maybe, if you Google Focus Catholic, you will find it. But if I look at my website, um, I believe it's focus.org. Um, uh, yeah, focus.org will lead you the right way. I just didn't want to say that. T- like, tell you to go to focus.org, and then lead you to some random yeah. other website that exactly. I'm not condoning. Um, so focus.org is awesome. our main website and you can learn more about focus there if you want to get involved on assumptions campus um i'm often wandering around any of my three other teammates are wandering around and they are who who danny again Payne. danny Payne or daniel Payne. daniel uh emily mccall mm-hmm. and grace deets awesome. um we're typically wandering around either chucks or the library or the campus ministry center um if you want to reach out to me I'm, i don't necessarily i don't think i'm going to give my um phone number out here but if you want to email me my email is benjamin.marsh at focus.org so b so b-e-n-j-a-m-i-n dot m-a-r-s-h at focus f-o-c-u-s dot org that's perfect that's perfect and uh, any any concluding uh quotes anything like anything Dude, you want to um, leave to that yeah i think like there's a quote from pope Benedict the 16th that i love it's um the world offers you comfort but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. We so were made. I think, and I think that, like, I think a lot of our generation is tired of the postmodern crap that has existed in the past forty years uh, in our society, and we're realizing that like we're made for something more. And so it's uh, yeah, time to throw off, throw off the sunglasses of the haze. Don't be a doomer, be a bloomer. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Like, like that's awesome. It's awesome. Well. Uh, Everybody, uh, any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to um, reach out to me. Let's see. my You already have my contact information. If you f- follow me on Instagram, it's Drew underscore Kelly 12. If you follow me on Twitter, it is the same, at Drew underscore Kelly 12. Let's see. I am in the works of creating a new site with Squarespace. Exciting. Squarespace, yes. Uh, also, I am in the process also of, of creating a Patreon so you all can support is these podcast endeavors. Um, I know that they're very fruitful. I've had a good time, and I hope you all 
had a good time listening. Ben, yeah. like, have you had a great time? Oh, I've had a great time. Can I also plug my Instagram real quick? Please do that. I, I want to plug my my Instagram. Of course. I, I, I post maybe once a year, but um, <laughs> you can always you can also DM me from there. It's at Martian Invasion, spelled like my last name. So it's M A R S H I A N, I N V A S. I O N. I can spell good. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, awesome, awesome. Martian inv- at Martian Invasion. Um, that's the only real social media I have. So. And then yeah, so. You can DM me there if you want. Awesome. And then last but not least, we can uh, link the focus dot org mm-hmm. down at the bottom of of posts on my Instagram, on my Twitter, yeah. and on the site. That's great. Okay, everybody. Um, have a great rest of your week. Right. And um, please always remember to um, like, comment, and support this podcast if you think that my work is awesome. Ben, like, are we good? We're good. Are we good, dude? Awesome. Thanks.